Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 139 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with uh, Damon, and we've also got a special guest with us too because uh, unfortunately Trevor wasn't able to make it. Has it? But how's it going, Damon? Before we talk to our special guest. Okay, I'm tired. Yeah, tired. It's early, and I'm tired. I did a lot this morning already. You, you already did, you've done a lot today. It's been yeah. a busy day. Yeah. See, I, I drove a half hour to take my daughter to Gymboree only to get there and have a sign on the door and say it was closed. And uh, <laughs> that was disappointing this morning for me. I, I had a, we ended up getting one of those new, you know, mattresses in a bag sort of thing. So, oh, yeah, I've done one of those like a Casper one kind of things. Or are you talking like, a- uh, so yeah, I mean, something similar. We did a, a Serta. So it's one of the hybrids. So in theory, yeah. it's got coils and foam and all that. We'll see how it goes. Interesting. I, I thought that, like, I was going to be able to, again, being in the mattress capital of the world, right? I thought I was going to be able to get a cheap, full mattress, but not so much. No, they're not pricey. So yeah. I mean, even, it's funny, even the mattress stores are like, you know, going out of business 80% off uh, a full mattress was still $500. And, you know, in, in my style, when I called up and asked, I said, hey, you know, I'm looking for a full mattress for a room that I'm never going to be in for guests that I probably don't care that much about. And the lady laughed, and she's like, yeah, still $500. I'm like, all right, that's too much for me. That's yeah, right. so the, yeah, that's the cheapest you can go, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I wanted to introduce Brian. Brian's our, our good friend from DCL Duo, and Brian's been on the show before. Um, but thanks for, for showing up today, uh, Brian, and, and, and coming to us last minute. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we appreciate it. No, no, happy to, happy to be here. We just, uh, just got back from vacation, getting ready to head out on a new vacation next week, and so uh, yeah, really happy to be here, but uh, and happy to be talking to you today. Yeah, we were we were talking before we started recording. You just got back from Alani, and then you're going on the uh, on the, the what, what boat again? The Dream. The Dream. Yeah, we're on. I think the fourth sailing of the Dream since she returned to service uh, next Friday. So we've got our mandatory COVID test tomorrow. I should say our son has a mandatory COVID test. My wife and I are, are getting COVID tests uh, just in case because uh, we're a little... So what are the requirements for cruising in the U.S. now? Yeah, well, on Disney Cruise Line, the requirement is either you can voluntarily submit your vaccination status uh, and skip uh, both a pre-sale testing and an at-port rapid test, or you can do the uh, pre-sale PCR test and an at port rapid test. If you do the at port rapid test and you're an adult over the, or if you're over the age of 12, they charge you for the test to your stateroom. Okay. So, um, so yeah. And then if you, if you don't voluntarily submit vaccination status, you're also required to carry a, a minimum level of cruise insurance for the party uh, sailing, unless the only person, the only people who don't have vaccination are under 12 or 12 or under. So. And how old's your son? Our son is seven, and so yeah. we are we are eagerly awaiting news that he can get vaccinated. But uh, he is not vaccinated yet, so he's doing his PCR test tomorrow, which he hates. Uh, yeah, and, they're not fun. Yeah, and we were a little nervous that Disney. There's some cruise lines that are now requiring even vaccinated guests to have a negative PCR test pre-sale, and so we just decided we would go ahead and get one ourselves. So yeah, gotcha. Probably a good precaution just to make sure. And when does your son go back to school? Is this preschool then? 
Yeah, he doesn't head back to school until uh, about a week after we get back from our cruise. So yeah, our schools start in uh, September here. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But works. How, how is Alani? Can you tell us about your Alani experience? I, I would love to know about that. Alani was amazing. If anything, what we learned is uh, we either needed more time or we needed to try to pack less in because there was just so much to do at the resort. Our son absolutely loved the pool and beach areas. And so, yeah, we had an amazing time and we loved it so much that we are, we were originally going to go to Disney World for Christmas time this year and we canceled that vacation and shifted it back to Alani and decided we would do Disney World at Christmas another time. So yeah, we loved it. Oh, it was great. absolutely amazing. How long were you guys there for? What was the what was the duration? Uh we were there for 8 nights. Oh wow. Uh, so that yeah. that wasn't even enough? 8 nights? Wow. No, it's th- I mean, so we there's so much to do on Oahu that we tried to pack in. The resort has so many activities. My wife wanted to do ukulele lessons. Um there was some arts and crafts stuff. I think part of it too is that capacity is so limited on that stuff right now that it's just, you know, it's hard to get times to do it. But sure, sure. Yeah, we had, a, we had a blast. We toured Oahu. We did the luau at Alani. We uh, ate at a great restaurant, Michael Mina restaurant next door at the Four Seasons to from Alani. Um, so yeah, it was great. We had a great time. Yeah. So did you stay on points or did you say cash? This was a point. Yeah, this was a points trip. We had a uh, okay. we had a two bedroom at Alani because we brought along nice. uh, a guest, and yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, you're a Riviera owner, right? Didn't you buy it at Riviera? If yeah, we own it Riviera and Grand Cal. Yeah, yeah. Because now Damon, I don't know if you heard it. Damon's now a Riviera owner as well. He just bought a couple weeks ago. I am, <laughs> and he just got his backpack and his stick and his uh, backpack and magnets. Yep. <laughs> most expensive backpack we own. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. wrangled two of them uh, from our guide. But yeah, <laughs> most expensive backpack we own. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the neighborhood, David. Ah, thank you. Now he's got to stay there, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's great, though. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm jealous you went to Alani. I saw the pictures that you posted, uh, and I was uh, really wanting, wishing I was there. <laughs> it's, and, but I was telling you before we started recording. You know, with a three year old, I just can't even imagine, especially right now. You know, with everything going on, I can't imagine flying all the way across the country, and then also, you know, uh, also jumping on another plane and going all the way to uh, Hawaii after that. So, uh, it yeah, just seems was- like it'd be a nightmare. I was messaging with a friend of ours while we were there. I was like, I don't understand how this resort has not sold out because it's just, it's paradise and it's gorgeous and it's got so much to do. And, you know, he reminded me that if you're marketing this to East Coasters, it's, you know, 12 hours worth of flying to get there. So it's a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a tougher sell for like Damon and I, I would say. <laughs> it's a little bit of a longer distance, but, um, you know, as a West Coaster, it's probably not, not nearly as bad. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hawaii is, Hawaii is a, typical vacation destination for us here in uh, seattle so yeah it's uh it's a much easier sell for us nice nice well I, you know damon i i know you teased on the group here that maybe you had a detour this week but uh, you said you also had to remember where you went <laughs> i did kind of forget i mean i went to hilton head so. yeah, yeah yeah um well you stayed on rci right you stayed at the rci yeah. resort how was that it actually was, I, I would say that I, I thought it was better than I originally thought it might be. Oh, you, you didn't, you didn't have high expectations for it? No, I mean, I thought it was pretty nice. The area, it, it's very difficult because I'm used to staying in sea pines, right? On pretty much on the beach at a house that's free. So now you're going to put me in shipyard in a condo with people above us 
you know, that I'm paying points for, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought that the room size, you know, for that RCI and shipyard was not the worst. So I, I would say that it was probably just, it was a week's worth of points at, let's say, maybe Saratoga. Yeah, probably a week's worth of points at Saratoga flipped over into four days at RCI, right? So that's that kind of like conversion factor you have going on there. But just a high, like, yeah, just a little bit more that you have to spend because you're not a little bit more you have to spend. Yeah. Yep. But it was, like I said, it was worth it for us just because we already had the points and because, you know, the house that we normally stay at is being rebuilt. So there, you know, is no other place for us to stay. And, you know, Disney was already booked by the time we were thinking about doing this trip. So it's not like we could have, you know, booked at the resort either. So I thought this was a fair trade off. Again, I don't necessarily think it's a great trade off years you know, one through 10. But I would say after that, it's definitely not bad. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, definitely in a different spot. You know, we rented bikes and did, a you know, a fair amount of biking up to Caligny again for people that are familiar with the area. I would say that I'm a little less enamored with Hilton Head in general now. And I don't necessarily know if that's due to the fact that people aren't traveling out of country and it's just a little bit more crowded. But because of the people that now go, it was it was way too crowded on the beach for me. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with, again, being at Shipyard versus Sea Pines. But we actually biked down to Sea Pines to see the progress on the house. And even down that way, when we were first going with our kids, you were probably a quarter mile from other people. And that's just not the case anymore. Like, there's... You know, there's beach chairs because down there, Beach Patrol sets up beach chairs if you want to rent them and then takes them down at night. There's actually like boxes on the beach that they put them in. And that was never the case. Like there was never boxes that far down and there was never really beach chairs there. Now they're everywhere. Like even biking is not as much fun because there's, there's all these rules now that for the beach, right? And no one follows them. So like one of the rules is you can't bring this one stinks for us, but you can't bring metal shovels anymore. We used to actually bring like a shovel you would have in your shed and dig, you know, some crazy sandcastles and then fill them in before we left because right, like there's turtles and it's just courtesy thing to do. Well, now there's, you're not allowed to do that. You're only allowed to bring plastic shovels, but what you have is you have kids that are digging. Let's say like we saw a ditch that went across the whole biking area, which is rather large down there. Um, and it was probably, let's say, 12 inches deep. So you actually had to get off your bike and walk over it with the parents sitting right there. Like, it's, yeah. there was peanut shells, there was lime, old limes, oranges thrown everywhere. It's turned into the Jersey Shore. So, and that's not what I originally signed up for, right? So I always had this thought that I was going to retire there. Nah, retire there. Nah, this trip was just like, no. I just, unless, like I said, it's more of a people are going there because there is nowhere else to go. But I, I think that it's, you know, a hidden gem that is now not a gem anymore and is definitely not hidden and way more people go there. Now, that being said, there was a lot of new restaurants, which was a little upsetting because, you know, some of our favorites like Marley's, they're gone, you know, and that was, that was tough, but there were some new restaurants and, you know, I enjoyed a lot of the new restaurants, but I'll leave that for now. The one thing I will say is that there is a bakery down there that just opened, and it's from the head uh, pastry chef over at Top of the World in New York has, has brought up a bakery there. I think it's called like Hilton Head Social Bakery or something like that. Now, I looked at it and was like, oh, I'm going to you know head over there. There's a line. 
I didn't realize like there's not a time during the day where there's not a line. It's one of those places that's a little small. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was interesting was, you know, obviously with COVID there's less people in there, which makes the line a little bit longer, which is okay. You know, we, you know, again, I went myself while everyone else stayed in the car and waited. But the problem was, is that I was unaware of the amount of people that must go to this place. And it's pretty, pretty new. And there were some things that I wanted that I wasn't able to get. And I was there probably at, um, maybe around lunchtime. And it was already like some of the things I wanted were, were done. But that being said, it was probably, it was probably the best place that I've ever had pastries in my life ever. Like not even close, Wow. like not even like Europe, like this was the best. And wow. They had an almond brioche bread, which was ridiculous. They had this chocolate bonbon with mousse, ridiculous. Um, um, a raspberry macaroon, which was really good. Like everything was just so good. It was a little bit unreal. And it really, I didn't find it that pricey. So I thought that was something that I would revisit again. I ate way too many desserts down there in general, but I would say that would be something I would revisit again. And again, there were a lot of new restaurants that we tried. So what we did this time is while we do have some favorites, we decided to stay away from everything that was our favorite and try all new. So that made it a little That's bit always, interesting. That, yeah, that makes things you know, yeah. Pressure, the, yeah. The other nice thing about the RCI place that was interesting for us this go around was it's by one of the biggest tennis centers. Um, well, it's probably the biggest tennis center on the island, probably one of the biggest tennis centers, I would say, probably on the East Coast. I'm just guessing based on the amount of courts. Uh, Vandermeer. So we were right, like we could walk out of our place and go play on. And I think Vandermeer is a few, there's a few different places in Hilton Head, but this one specifically had 40 plus courts, um, a mix between clay and hard. And that was nice for us because we were able to go out and play whenever we wanted. You know, you suppose you have to check in at the clubhouse, but honestly, after six o'clock, the clubhouse is closed yep. anyway. So as long <laughs> as you're playing between six and, you know, when it gets dark, you're good. And, you know, we did that two days and then we called up one day because we wanted to play a little bit earlier in the day. So we did that and that was fun for us. So, yeah, I mean, it was okay, but, um, you know, the sheen has come off Hilton Head for me and that just applies, I think, all around, not to say the RCI or the resort or to whatever. It's just, it's, it's way more packed than it used to be. And that's just not fun. Now I have a friend going next week and I'm wondering if it will be a little bit better because people will be back in school. But, you know, interestingly enough, I ended up swapping out one of my Roku's for a fire cube. And one of the best things about the fire cube is, is that as your screensaver, right, it connects to my Amazon photos, which is what I use. I don't use Google photos, right? So it's easier for me. And I was looking at pictures as they kind of came up from, let's say, you know, 2016, 14. And I'm looking at these pictures on the beach and I'm like, there is nobody on these beaches. And it was the same time that we went. So we'll see how that plays out. But in general, it's a little different. Now, Disney, because they kind of have, it's not really a private beach because you can't really have a private beach on, on, you know, on land like that. But since theirs is a little, you know, away from everybody else, I don't know what that looks like, but I would assume it's probably more packed than what I was used to seeing in general anyway. Yeah, I feel like you never see, I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like I never see people post pictures from the from the beach yet. You know what I mean? Like, you see pictures yeah. from, like, Vero Beach, but for whatever reason, nobody posts pictures from Hilton Head. I don't know why. But, I mean, it, I wonder, though, if this is, a, like, if this is a common problem. Like, I don't, Brian, I don't know if this was, you saw this in Alani, too, with uh, crowds. I mean, maybe it's just people are traveling a lot right now and just trying to make up for the last year. The 
the crowds at Aulani itself were actually okay. I mean, we heard an interesting stat that the like one of the towers is fairly well closed right now for the soft goods refurb, and so they're down in their capacity, which we found very interesting because the pool still felt pretty full. So I can't imagine what that pool feels like with full crowds, but I would say the island of Hawaii and, you know, we're hearing a lot about Maui right now is just overrun with tourists. Uh, there was an article in our local paper here the other day that was, is it ethical to travel to Maui right now? Um, but Hawaii, but the island of Oahu traffic was a disaster. There was tourists everywhere. We went to Waikiki beach one day and it was just a mess. I think Waikiki is generally crowded, but my sense is a lot more tourism to Hawaii right now. And it's kind of a problem of their own making because they are a tourist economy and they put all these great kind of restrictions in place to even get there. And so I think people are feeling pretty safe traveling to Hawaii. So the island itself was overrun. Aulani actually felt manageable, I'd say. All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I think probably a big part of that is like, you know, like you're saying, it's there, there's a lot of people that are making up for travel they didn't do last year and then there's some people that are just not traveling internationally and there's a lot of that so damon anything else you want to mention about your any other piece of your detour that you want to bring up i mean did you have anything else that you did um i I mean i don't think so outside of visiting colleges but i don't think they necessitate a detour even if i stay over because i I don't get to really go anywhere except the college right like that's yeah yeah, it's not like i really get to go eat anywhere or do anything it's just going to a college that's about it right like i can i can say that it's going to be i'm probably going to have way less detours coming up just with the amount of sports that are that are coming up it's gonna be crazy this year i don't expect to have too much free time until the spring to be honest with you oh wow yeah well you you are always busy with sports right so <laughs> yeah and this is i think this year is going to be way worse because oh, wow. they're, they're well because they're packing in a lot of what they missed last year like normally the high school season might be 16 soccer games it's like 24 right Jeez. and yeah. maybe even be more than that and then swim last year, you know, for high school, at least they swam six meets, you know, normally they swim 12, like it's going to be different. So there'll be a lot more going on. And those seasons kind of overlap a little bit for, you know, our family, like soccer ends, swimming kicks up and my daughter's playing tennis. Now she's going to be in a league. There's just, as the kids get older, you'll realize is that it just gets way busier. You know, even yeah. you kind of go through this thing where your kids don't know what sports. And again, this is for people that are sports families, let's say that, you know, you want to let your kid try a bunch of different sports. So it's busy because you're trying different things, kind of seeing what they want to do, seeing what they're good at, see what they enjoy. And then you go, OK, phew, you know, we found some sports that they like. And then you have like yeah. this little teeny reprieve until you're like, you know, and again, maybe that's a year where you're like, OK, like for my daughter, right? She didn't enjoy swimming. You know, she did karate, she did all different things. And then, you know, we kind of settled in on we're going to do soccer, tennis and volleyball. But we're going to focus mainly on tennis. And then the other two will be at a different level of play. And that was great until it's like, OK, so this whole summer she'd been playing tennis, but, you know, very relaxed. And then it's like, well, no, league start in the fall. Well, wait, she's playing soccer and tennis. League. It's just like it's going to be crazy. I think once kids get to be around that. 10-ish age, it, it all turns around a little bit for sports, and you're kind of really busy about things again. So I've got time. Brian does not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and it depends what your kid is into. I don't think it's necessarily just sports. <laughs> I mean, it can be other things that they're doing, scouts or you oh, yeah, know, robotic yeah. club or engineering this or whatever. Like, it all just kind of ramps up at that point. 
Yeah. No, I, I did scouts when I was a kid. So I don't, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. I don't mean, to... <laughs> I realize no, it's, even... it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I didn't even really give you a chance to like introduce yourself and plug your show and all that stuff. I mean, I, you, you were on fairly recently, but it's, it's been, you know, probably a little while. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm happy to plug the show. I'm so yeah, I'm yeah, one please. half of, I'm one half of the DCL duo podcast and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, DCL duo podcast and we're on all the social media platforms uh, at DCL duo. So you can check us out. We, talk disney cruise line mostly but we also chat about our own disney vacations wherever they may take us and some of our own just random vacations wherever they may take us but yeah we're yeah. pretty much disney cruise line focused yeah yeah i've and i've been on your show so yes you have you <laughs> yeah, have you, yeah you can go back and listen to how you episode. take how you take a non-cruiser on your show i don't know Brian. <laughs> <laughs> talking dvc which is another one of our yeah. one of our passions there you go yeah, they listen. They can have you know. I'm sure Brian would take you on Dame to talk about cruises. You're the cruise guy here, so <laughs> I am. But I, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with our cruise situation because our friends are kind of like, nah, I don't know if we're going to actually do that cruise. We wanted to do Wish next year, and then that was like, I just didn't think the Wish was cost effective. My whole thing is with cruising, Brian, is that I'm not trying to do two, three day cruises. It's just or even four days. It's there's not enough time. I'm on, I'm busy getting on. Then there's no time to relax and I'm ready, worried about getting off. For me, it's just not worth it. So to do a seven day, it's just, they just, they're not on board with it. So, right. We're kind of stuck figuring out what we're going to do for our kids graduation next year. Since we're not going to cruise, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, we're, we're, we tend to be prefer longer cruises. So we're doing this three day cruise on the dream just because it's an opportunity to go and see what cruising is like uh, as they ramp back up. But mm-hmm. uh, for the wish, we actually are, we're on the maiden voyage of the wish, which is a five night. And we backed it up with the DVC charter cruise right after. And so we're going to be on there for eight nights, which we thought perfect. Cause we prefer at least a week long cruise, if not longer. Our favorite cruise was an 11 night we did in the Southern Caribbean, which was just amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I prefer a longer road too. I mean, I, I've, I've only been on, you know, I, I, but I would prefer a longer cruise. You know what I mean? I like, I would, like you said, Damon, it's like, you can't really get settled, right? You know, you're, exactly. you're just, you're spending all this time getting on. And, you know, I, the, when I did cruise, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed like a sea day. I enjoyed a good sea day where, you know, you just, you don't have an obligation to do anything. You could just kind of eat, relax, do your thing, you know? So anyway, <laughs> so go ahead, Brian, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, yeah, the longer cruises are also nice from the standpoint that at some point, I think you hit this moment in time where you're like, yeah, I, I could get off and feel like I got my vacation. And then you realize you still yeah. got more days. So yeah, longer cruises <laughs> are great. That's, that's, yeah, I agree with that. That's good. All right. So I want to talk about uh, something we just launched. We just launched today. We've been talking about this for a long time. So I uh, let me preface all this by saying Years ago, I mean, probably it's been years now, Damon, I'd say, that people have been asking us how can they can support the podcast, right? And and how can they give us money? Which is weird to me because I'm like, I don't, we don't really want to take money. We don't need money, right? But for years, people have been, you know, telling us, oh, you should do a Patreon, you should do a Patreon. And, and you know, honestly, we kind of, you know, we got pushed a lot to do it and we hadn't wanted to do it. We thought about doing it last year, but, you know, we, we hadn't really wanted to do it until until now so after working through this for a while we decided to finally launch a patreon uh and and so this is now launched it's out there you can find it on patreon.com slash welcome home pod um we posted it on the on our facebook page and is also also on uh the group as well we'll also start including it in the show notes 
And so the big thing I want to say from this, so we've got a bunch of different tiers in there. We appreciate any support from anybody, right? Uh, you know, if you, if you want to contribute, that's great. Um, the big thing for us, you know, some of the different tiers here are, you know, mostly you're going to get show notes. So you're going to get the things, the, my world famous outlines that are, <laughs> that I said. Don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. It's really all about the Facebook group. Obviously, yes. So D- Damon really wanted uh, my spite, my DVC spite group that I created, uh, DVC y'all, to be available to all y'all. Uh, <laughs> everyone that is in uh, one of the tiers for the Patreon can get access to the DVC y'all group that we joked about for a while. Uh, <laughs> that was my DVC spite group. So that's available as part of this. Uh, we also are uh, giving access to a-, a private Discord server, so uh, you can actually get to us a little little bit more and it's a little bit more of a uh you know smaller group that we can talk in and and, you know in the past damon has kind of thrown discords out there and like asked for opinions about certain things about you know something we're working on uh that's going to continue with this uh you know because now we're going to have a permanent discord discord server that we can you know ask people this kind of stuff and and ask the the folks that are doing this contribution stuff right uh so show notes uh, the group uh, the Discord server. But the other thing we're doing too is we're doing exclusive merchandise. So, you know, this is a, a, a thing that I think is really cool. We went out and we took our, our logo and we got a new version of it made. A cartoony version was the, what we kind of settled on. And we, we did put this out in the group. So you might have seen it. Um, but we decided to do a, a, like an exclusive different version of our, uh, of our logo. I think it came out really cool. Uh, we uh, we really we worked on it for a while. I mean, we worked on you know some different feedback. Damon really led this effort, but this was something that we really worked on for quite a while, and that's part of why it took so long for us to launch it. Really, right? Yeah, I, I would agree. And you know, part of you know doing this Patreon again, you know, I, I can't stress this enough is you know we're looking to do more for our listeners. That is the goal. It's always the goal, whether that's a meetup where, you know, Tom's paying for drinks for everybody, whether that's, you know, exclusive merchandise, like part of, you know, our goal every year is to make sure that we're giving back to our listeners before the holidays for things, right? Like, you know, last year we did the double bag, which I blame on both Trevor and Tom, but regardless, we were going to do a single bag, but because, you know, of, of our messing up, we double, you know, did the double bag and that was fine. You know, this year, I actually have an idea to, you know, for a giveaway for 10 different items that, you know, we'll do. And we'll do that along with other things. I mean, this is what we do. This is not something to, you know, line our pockets or anything like that. We want to pay our costs, which are extremely low. And then we, we want to, you know, give back to the community to help it grow. So you have to think about it like that. And, you know, the more money we can get to do that, the better for us. Like, you know, I can tell you right now, artwork is not cheap. Right. I love our artists that we use. I mean, they're great people, but, you know, they have to make a living, too. And that's where, you know, some of this money goes, you know, too. And and again, it will be for meetups. It will be for things around the holidays. It will be for all sorts of things like that. Yeah, and I mean, if you it, and when Tom pulls up to Florida in a Maybach, you 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 know where some of it. Went, but. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Yeah, um, no, but 
I, I think, and I know I totally forgot what I was going to say, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like Damon said, we're not, we're not trying to make money off of this. This is all going back to you guys in forms of promotions and meetups and, and more stuff that we're going to do. And that's part of why we took so long to do it is because truth be told, it's not something that we necessarily need. But as we get more listeners and as we get, you know, more uh, people listening to the show, we want to be able to do more things for you guys. So that's what this is all about. It's not about paying ourselves. We just, we don't do that. We, we, don't, we don't pay ourselves we've talked about this before um and and you know truth be told the the way if you know how patreon works the whole thing with merchandise you know that takes away from our earnings and so but we actually upped the you know what each you know piece was going to be we we wanted to make sure that everybody was able to get something cool out of this uh and 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 by doing that take less ourselves you know what i mean that was what was important to us and and for us we'll tell you unsolicited seeing patreon shirts in the parks We'll get you free stuff from us on the spot. You can't yeah, like text yeah. me. You're going to meet up with us and then wear the shirt. Like that doesn't work. But if I just happen to pass by a shirt in Disney or anywhere in the world, we got you. Yeah, we got you. Is right. So, so like, listen, I, I want everybody on the show to not feel uh, that's ever listening to the show not to feel like you have to do this. Right. This we appreciate it if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, that's okay too. We're not going to diminish the experience of what we're already doing. We're not taking anything away from what we're already doing and putting it to Patreon. So please don't feel like you have to do this, but we appreciate it if you do. And it's, it will mean more things that we can do for everybody. So I've actually been, we've, we just posted it this morning and I've already been uh, surprised by the response to it. So I, I appreciate everybody that's done it. And, you know, we'll probably, we'll read some names on the show of some of our Patreon supporters. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things we're going to do with Patreon and a lot of things we still haven't figured out that we're going to do. So there's, there's more that's coming to this, right? So. All right. Welcome, that's patreon.com slash welcome home pod. So. All right. I'll take the first one. Cause you know, so Joe, Joe asked, he said on episode 137, he mentioned a meetup in 2022 with Tom and Trevor and maybe a cardboard cutout of Damon. That's, I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably 99% true at this point. Um, I don't actually, I just don't think I'm going to have the time to go. And again, right. Being such a family person that I am, like, I'm already like sad that my son's going to college. I mean, listen, great for him. Right. But already, so like, there's, I'm just not going to go anywhere without the family at this point is probably my guess and they'll still be in school. So I would say that's a 99% out for me. Um, but nothing personal like with Tom and Trevor, just that's again, family comes first for me. So I'm out on that. All right. So Thanksgiving, I, I think I'm going to cancel my Thanksgiving trip. So I would say that one's probably out. Also, I don't know when I feel comfortable yet going back to Disney. It is 100% not going to be before my 11 year old gets vaccinated. There's, I'm not doing anything that is people oriented, right? Like, so we went to Hilton Head with her and that was fine because, you know, we did not eat out at restaurants. We ordered and brought it back to the place, which was nice that the place had a full kitchen and all that. Again, it had a, you know, full kitchen and two bedrooms and the whole thing. And it was nice. Um, but that being said, I don't see myself doing that. I was under the assumption that she would have been vaccinated by November you know, fully, right, with the second shot and the whole thing. That was my assumption when I originally made that trip. So my guess is that I'm going to be out on that one as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously that could end up changing if uh, that gets available sooner, right? But, um, you know. No, because when you think about it, I mean, it would have to. Yeah, because think about it. It would have to be, you're talking about. Four weeks, yeah. Four weeks, yeah. And that's, that's tough to hit November when, you know, it's not even close at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get that. 
Well, we're we're definitely we definitely have the one scheduled for next year in, in May, so that one is out there, and we do have an invite in the group for that. So I'd rather have a big head than a cardboard cutout, like you know, one of those things like head on a stick. Like yeah, but we cool. we can't. But you no, it would be like it, it would use be your like, actual face though, right? But like, it would be like the the Halloween, whatever I do for Halloween this year. Oh yeah, all right, we could do that. No joke, Damon. You posted pictures to your personal facebook the other day and you were in a couple of the pictures and i was i was actually shocked because <laughs> it's, it's always oh, pictures of your kids yeah. uh, like or other people and i'm just like oh whoa, whoa well, in there. look at that yeah because yeah, because normally i'm taking the pictures yeah yeah um but i would agree with you like i was kind of like oh i'm not normally in pictures like oh okay yeah, yeah that's, that, that was while, a- that was one-handed while i was riding a bike for a few of them. Oh, wow. And then, you, you know, it's been interesting too. You know how I've been getting in more pictures, at least on my personal account is because my daughter now has her own phone. So she'll take pictures. You know what I mean? Where before the boys are, are not taking pictures of me, unless it's ironically or to, you know, scribble something in my face or to make fun of me. But you know, she'll take pictures <laughs> of me just in general. So what were you going to say, Brian? I'm sorry. I was going to say that should be the highest tier benefit for your Patreon is an actual like live video chat with Damon or or a photo signed, you know, something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, we should get like we should get like headshots done of Damon and then he could sign. There we go. He could <laughs> sign. sign that them. would be cool. <laughs> uh, that that would be really funny actually. Um <laughs> We so did also it. We All did right, also we name our tiers, by the way, after like show references. So every tier is a show reference. So. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's fun. Go check out the page, even if you're not going to contribute. It's fun. All uh, right. <laughs> so let's see. So next one, this seems like an Alani question. So yeah, this I'll might let... be a good question for Brian, actually, since he just got back. I agree. Should, uh, do you want to read this whole thing? I can sure. I'm Mark, uh, a DVC member since 2002. I listen to your podcast. It is great. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Uh, I do need some help. I'm planning a trip to Alani in 2022 with my family, kids and grandkids, 15 and all. That's a big trip. Uh, to celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary. Congratulations on that. That's amazing. Uh, I don't have an Alani contract, so I can't schedule anything till seven months out. My plan is to request a grand villa. Uh, for their kids and a deluxe studio for me and his wife. Uh, would you, would, we would like to schedule for the middle of June. Can I, or should I try to get a reservation in mid May, which secures a reservation? We would have to take the grandkids out of school. Um, and, and that would be okay, but not our first option and keep looking to revise it weekly until the mid-June reservation. Any other tips about uh, getting Alani reservations? We're also uh, traveling to WW in February. I think Trevor is also traveling in February. So Trevor is, yeah. So might be able to meet up with him then. But I think the question is the best way to get an Alani reservation. So, (laughs) And I know, Brian, I don't think you own an Alani, right? Or do you? No, we don't. Just Riviera and and Grand Cal. Yeah, so no, we we don't. Uh, and interestingly enough, we're in a in a battle right now. We I said we mentioned earlier we shifted our reservation to December, and we're <laughs> we're carrying multiple different kinds of reservations at the moment to try and fill out the December reservation that we have. And so we'll see how that goes. Um, I so I, I'll say I honestly don't know how popular. I mean, June is obviously a popular month to travel. Um, I would not think though at the seven month mark you would have a tough time at Alani getting the the villa the grand villa uh the, the was it a three bedroom villa that he was looking to get yeah yeah cuz i mean grand villas are always like the last thing to book right yeah <laughs> there's so many points i can't imagine you'd have a problem at the 7 month window getting it um but the deluxe studio uh my sense is those go quickly and so if you're if you're sort of if the strategy he's advocating is to walk a reservation from mid may into june 
Um, as much as I am not an advocate of walking reservations because I don't do it, but, but I think it yeah, might be a strategy. That's if you an really unpopular thing to do there, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it is, it is a strategy to ensure you get the vacation you want at the seven month mark. So yeah. if you can find that deluxe studio at seven months, it's a lot of work to walk it, uh, a whole month forward. You, you got to basically call in every day and adjust or, or go on the website every day and adjust the reservation forward by one day. Um, but you know, that is the strategy people use for popular times. I'll say we did not have a huge problem getting an Alani reservation. Now we did a two bedroom lock off, which also tend to not go as quickly, although the lock offs are more popular because of the, uh, the, the separate studio. So, um, my, my sense is it's not hard to get Alani reservations at seven months. That's just my sense. Just in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just in general. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have an experience booking there, so I don't think I could probably give my opinion on this. But I, I think to, to Brian, to your point, I, I don't think that a Grand Villa is going to be a hard time, right? So, like, typically Grand, Grand Villas are, you know, because there's so many points. I think you'll be okay with that. The the studio may be an issue, but I, I think you probably will be able to get that as well. Uh, just just my my feel of this. So, uh, but yeah, I, I good luck to you. I hope you do get it, Mark. I think that's the best we could give you. But um, I would definitely ask. I would definitely ask this in the group too. Uh, if you're part of the Facebook group, you know, throw it out there and see if anybody has any other advice. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the best you can do. Without, and you know, the whole walking thing is a whole another conversation. But <laughs> not everybody loves the walking uh, stuff. So, um, but uh, but yeah. So good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. And uh, so in Dan's more ridiculous, you know, question of the week, uh, sorry, Dan, you know, but you gave me like three questions this week and I had to just take one, you know, so because you, you, too many ridiculous questions. So why do we allow so many live action kids to depict parents as inept fools, even if there are parents present in the show? It's a, a good question. I think Damon stepped away for a second, but I always find that way with like commercials, too. It's like the dad is always like, you know a mess you know like always like dumb or like screw something up or like clumsy or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm talking about brian are you like do you, do you do you know what he's referring to here no no i'm trying to reread the question as we go here um yeah you so you think it's just like um yeah how are you interpreting this question I just, he's saying like, you know, how many live action kids depict parents as inept fools? I, I, yeah. I guess, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I understand what he's saying. Like, it, I guess kids getting away with stuff or like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. A, the kids a, are always the geniuses, right? And the parents yeah. are always just kind of totally oblivious. Yeah. 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 Although as an actual parent, I can say, <laughs> uh, I think my son is actually smarter than I am, so it might have some truth, uh, truth oh, yeah. there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah let's. Uh, <laughs> that was. I don't know. I want to know if Dan's referring to something specific with this question. Like, is he was he watching something specific, and that's what was. Uh, you know, I mean, but also I feel like when you're when you are a kid, like you kind of like think you're smarter than your parents too, right? So like maybe. Wait, wait I had to, I had to get a bowl of cereal. I was kind of hungry. Um, <laughs> So we just were answering Dan's question about live action kids depict uh, parents as inept fools. I don't know if you have a thought of it. But what, what does that mean? Like, what, what That's what we were we... trying to determine. We were trying to figure out what he means by this. Well, <laughs> are you I'm eating not cereal? cereal. <laughs> Can you I mean, not eat cereal about... as you're talking? <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about live action? Like, so we're not even talking yeah. animated? So, like, give me a show that, like, we're kind of on the same wavelength about. I don't know. I'm trying to, I, I, I can't oh. think of an example. Like a Disney show like Jesse or something like that? I don't know. I haven't watched any of those shows. All right. So we got live action kids depicting their parents as net fools. 
because the shows are about kids. Yeah. It would be too That's much fun. I mean, think about it. You couldn't do anything if you're, I mean, what craziness could you get into? Like the show would be boring. Yeah. Just be about everyday life. Yeah. I went to school. I came home, had a lot of homework. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You wouldn't right, well, eat cereal in the middle of the day. I mean, what, what do you do? What do you, we're trying to record a podcast. I mean, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm being a hypocrite about this because there was a time I was eating pizza in one episode and you called me out on it. I thought there I was is, getting exactly. away with it. Yeah. I thought I was I just, getting away with it. And Damon's like, Tom, why are you, why are you eating food? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a big cereal person. I, I've been back into cereal. So <clears throat> what I'm going to tell you is I thought I was like getting more lactose intolerant, but I think I just like OD'd for like two weeks on like much. lactose stuff. <laughs> and it like beat me up because like now I'm back to like I can have cereal again. Where like there was a couple weeks I couldn't even do cereal. Now I'm back to cereal. Nice. Well, that's good. At least you're back to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do one of our ads here, and I, I, I think we should skip this last question and uh, oh, move on. Man. To you want to do the last one? Kevin asked, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase all of this right because yeah. So this is you either unfriend them, friend them, or mar- or marry. You're gonna go marry, marry them. Yeah. And he asked between Mary Poppins, Cinderella, and Daisy Duck. <laughs> I don't think Mary Poppins is all that interesting. See what? But why not though? Like I feel like I don't know. I feel like Mary Poppins. I don't is like cool. that. I don't like to sing. So what you're saying is you don't want someone just be around your house all day singing? Is what you're saying? Yeah, it might be tough. I, th- I think I'd have to if the option is to marry Mary Poppins. That's what I'm doing because yeah. <laughs> talk about having someone around the house who can just do anything. Like, well, yeah, that's that, that is yeah. true. That is that is a good point. Yeah, she's magical. She's the only magical one on this list, right? So that's that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going with Mary Poppins, Mary Mary, and then uh, a friend Cinderella and, 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 uh, unfriend Daisy Duck. Cause Daisy Duck's kind of, uh, she's, she's, you know, a diva. She's got a lot of attitude going on. You know, I don't need that kind of drama in my life. Okay. <laughs> what, what about you guys? I'm not the, I mean, I, I'm just going to follow suit. I think I, I would agree. Same one. Okay. Yeah. Brian, I, I'd swap Daisy Duck and Cinderella in that, uh, oh, wow. In that, in that scenario. I think Daisy's got a little bit more personality to her, in my opinion. So that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right, that was a fun question. You're right, Damon. I'm glad we did it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do our ad for DVC Resale Market, and then we're going to talk about something we've been talking about for seemingly the entire existence of our podcast. Um, so the ad this week is for DVC Resale Market. DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. And when you speak to them, make sure you let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Okay. Space 220, or Space 2020, as I first, as I said it long ago. <laughs> Is it weird that I'm maybe getting a little bit more excited for this? Now that we've seen, like, actual pictures inside it? No, I don't think that's weird. I, I, 
it made me more excited to see like physical like pictures of it because like we all we saw was concept art for so long, yeah. right? And now we're seeing these pictures, and I'm like, yeah, this looks awesome, <laughs> right? The the only thing I'm 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 worried about now is like, are we gonna like are people gonna be sick? From what? From like just looking at the, looking at the window and like yeah, I don't know. I think it's just gonna. I I think the stuff's gonna be moving around you slowly. Like I don't think it's gonna be like you feel like you're spinning or anything. You know, I think it's just gonna be slow. But you're 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 adding food in. I mean, I'm sure they've taken that into effect. I would hope so. <laughs> oh, so for the, those that don't know, Disney has announced that officially Space Two Twenty will open in mid September. Now that's not an exact date, and we've heard this before. <laughs> but this is the first time we've gotten actual pictures from inside the restaurant. It does exist. It's real. It's. I mean, I take that back. They've sent. They've. They've done pictures before, but this is like the finished restaurant, basically. And so, uh, you know, we did find out some more details though too. Uh, they're gonna have a, a prefix menu. Uh, so that's that's part of this, which we did not know, right? So it does seem like it's gonna be what is it? Two course for lunch and a three course for dinner upscale contemporary fare that sounds like it's actually going to be expensive which is funny for like a theme restaurant like this you know it, it, you wouldn't necessarily think super expensive like i, I don't know i just I'm don't good about that right like yeah, if I'm you're gonna, if too, you're gonna yeah. do that like let's let's do it yeah luxury dining in space right exactly <laughs> yeah but um but i you know we've been talking about this on the show forever and there's been rumors that it was going to open and I, I it's it seems like it's finally going to open they have a chef they things are are, are are working it looks like <laughs> nothing's broken it looks like they're actually going to open this thing so i'm pretty excited but i'll be more excited when we get to see what the menu looks like too right yeah i i would agree with that yeah for sure go ahead brian was it wasn't it supposed to have, was it supposed to have like a supposed to have like a world feel to the menu right yeah wasn't that kind of the original con- yeah so i'll be i'll be interested to see how far they actually they actually take that. Like we're curious to see when the wish comes out, they've got this Norwegian theme frozen restaurant on board. Like how far are they going to step into Norwegian <laughs> cuisine? Right. So, yeah. so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do with space Two Twenty. I think they're kind of trying the same thing with, uh, uh, there's a restaurant. Isn't there a restaurant they announced they're opening up related to, um, Oh, it's the Avengers restaurant on board the Disney cruise line. They're talking about how it'll be a world menu as well. And it'll have, but it'll be worlds from the Avengers. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of interested to see where Disney heads with some of these world theme menus. Cause world. I can tell you the world quote unquote world cuisine menu that's on board the ship right now is not very worldly. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it's just not worldly. It's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not event. I mean, the most adventurous food they have on the cruise line right now is really Tiana's place. I think, um, really? Yeah, the New Orleans style cuisine, they actually, you know, amped up some of the spiciness of food and things like that. I mean, they're trying to serve such a broad palate. I always worry when Disney heads in those directions, like with Space 2020, it it ends up getting kind of a bland feel to it that just doesn't, you know, it's not exciting. So, yeah, I I would, it is hard for them to, I feel like, you know, appeal to a wide audience while also trying to kind of, like you said, with the Norwegian one, like if they really want to go hard on Norwegian food, it's not necessarily going to appeal to a wide audience, you know, but it, it's a hard balance that they got to strike, right? But, and it doesn't really tell us in this in this uh, announcement, by the way, all it, all it says is, um, let's see here, uh, 
our Disney Imagineers are excited to have this experience for executive chef Mark Kush, maybe? Kush? I don't know. To showcase his culinary wonders, the restaurant menu will feature stellar dishes and gourmet recipes. Upscale contemporary fare will bring a new meaning to the height of dining. You know, fun, fun puns going on here. Rounding up the meal will be unique beverages from fine wine to atmospheric cocktails. So that doesn't really tell us much, right? It's just kind of like fun imagineer disney take you know <laughs> disney speak i i'm sure we'll see the menu i mean if they're going to open mid-september we're going to see the menu in the next couple of weeks here right so I'm yeah excited i'm also for that yeah i'm excited to see the menu i'm also curious when are they going to start taking actual reservations uh yeah that is, it is interesting that they're opening like basically in a month and they're not taking reservations yet right well, and I'm God. hoping they'll actually announce the date. I was lamenting to somebody the other day, you know, being on the West Coast, I wake up and I'm three hours behind the Disney news. So, you know, if they open up the reservations randomly one morning and somebody checks, they're all going to be gone by the time we get up over here. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they kind of announce a reservation date as opposed yeah. to just silently releasing it. I would think that they're going to, you know, whenever, because recently I feel like when they've been reopening restaurants, they've announced, hey, the restaurant's going to open on this date and we're going to start reservation, uh, start taking reservations on this date. So I don't know. We'll have to see, but I'm excited. I mean, listen, I know it's, it's been a running joke forever about wanting to go to this restaurant. Now I just need to get down here and go to it because this is going to be my number one priority for my next trip is getting into this restaurant. Like that's going to be because I, I wanted to go to this since they announced it. It's such a cool experience. I mean, it looks like a cool experience. I don't even care what the food's going to look like. I just want to go. It just, it just looks super cool and unique and like something you can't find anywhere else. So I'm, I'm very excited about this. All right. So, anything else about Space 220, guys? That is our highest tier, by the way, on our Patreon, too, Space 2020. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, so 50th anniversary updates. Our Fab 50 watch continues. A lot of statues have been, uh, have been announced. And so, we've got, I'm just going to go through them really quickly here, and then we can talk about whether any of these are surprises or any of them are, uh, if we're, we're still missing things, right? So, we got R2D2, not surprised. Orange Bird. Yeah, I think that's a cool one to do. Sebastian and Flounder together. Uh, Dumbo and Timothy Mouse. Uh, Figment. So Figment has been confirmed, which is, you know, I didn't doubt for a second that Figment was going to be a statue, but uh, I'm glad to see that it's confirmed. Uh, that, and, you know, he's looking great in a Figment. Uh, you know, a gold Figment is. Uh, I'm very excited to see that one. And then Chippendale, of course, Chippendale, right? I mean, that doesn't shock anybody. And then Stitch. Stitch has got his own too, which I, I find Stitch to be, I mean, not surprised, but it, Stitch is also, gosh, I don't want to say. He's not an obscure character. He's a are you are you character. are you kidding me right now? I mean, you know, he's dude. Stop. This one Stitch you, wasn't even what you know. Like when you just need to stop, you just need to stop. Like Stitch, <laughs> like dude, no, stop. stop. I like Stitch. I like Stitch. Multiple movies, an animated series, That's a true. ride. That's like fair. What, That's fair. what more do you want? That's fair. I'll give it to you. I take I take back my surprise. <laughs> okay. Here, here's Orange Bird is interesting. While while I'm a big Orange Bird fan, mind you, that one seems way more ex- obscure because it, it's a mascot for Florida Citrus. Like I get it. Yeah. What did Orange Bird do? Orange Bird doesn't do anything. I feel Orange like Bird Orange Bird movie. is very much a Disney Parks thing. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's like a 
it's definitely not like it's not like a hard it's a hardcore fan thing i feel like you know but i mean they also have had it in merch you know fairly recently but it has no story to go along with orange bird i know i like orange bird i'm just making a point here yeah no you're talking about fab 50 and we have something that has no movie no real background no real story well, that's, you know, we were speculating yeah. about this when they announced this, if they were going to have anything, anything that was like park specific, right? I mean, so, Figment's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Figment is kind of the same thing, right? But Figment, but Figment I feel like, is more beloved than the Orange Bird, right? I don't know. If you're a food and wine sort of guy, yeah. <laughs> Orange Bird kind of goes hard. Yeah, but he only, Orange Bird only shows up during those special things, right? Figment's but, there. But that's the what I'm saying, you know, for like somebody that's all about food and wine, like, Orange Bird's yeah, kind of there for that. It's not a surprise for me. I just, you know, playing the other end, it's it's tough because there is no Orange Bird story, really. Yeah. I, I guess maybe my only surprise here is Timothy Mouse, just because Dumbo. I, I, you but could but just it's, a, it's a double up, so it yeah, doesn't, almost double. doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, it's a double up. I, I'm still surprised there's been no princesses here. Like, just, um, are they saving They might the be announced last altogether, maybe. Yeah, they gotta do prince. They can't just exclude the prince. Like, how could they do that? Like, they can't just. Well, I think they'll just be all announced together. Oh, they've got they've got they've got this like rumored list up on the site that you link to, Tom. And I don't. Oh, I know. We read it. Single. Yeah, I don't see a single princess on here. Or Ariel. Ariel is the only one on there, which is why I think it's not a legit list. (laughs) Yeah. And especially since they also. Disney has stated that it's 50 statues, right? And they listed some as two separate ones that are ones that are together, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be 50, uh, 50 statues, but I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be 50 characters or 50 statues. I don't know. So I guess we're going to find out. But yeah, no, we, we, I, we read that list and I, I just was like, this, it doesn't make any sense that they don't have any, any princesses there. And so once these are all announced, it's going to be like a thing where you got to get a picture with all of them, right? Like that's going to oh, yeah. be a thing. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. They might even do like one of those scavenger hunt things, right? That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I mean, they haven't said really what the interactive piece is going to be yet, but I, I think. At this point, we figured there's going to be some sort of talking that goes on. What if, check this out, what if they made the statues and the statues could take a picture of you? Like those automatic boxes that they put out a couple years ago? Automatic boxes pointing to every statue. That's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of stuff that incorporates these statues. And I, I think we said too, we wanted some like merchandise too that, that would, you know, where you could buy some of these too, which I think would be kind of cool. So. Oh, they'll definitely be they'll definitely be selling these statues. I guarantee they'll have a collector set going on of these statues, lim- quote unquote limited edition. I do find this list amazing from the standpoint too of like some of the character selection here is a little suspect. Like they have Hey Hey on here, but there's no Maui. Like that, that's <laughs> that's bizarre to yeah, me. And the, the that- characters they're choosing from um, uh, from the Incredibles, like Frozone and. Edna Mode, I love I love Edna Mode, but no none of the others. It's it's is really interesting to me. Well, yeah, that's that really long list of of the speculated ones. That's why we kind of didn't believe it too, because like yeah, the, the Incredibles characters is like Frozone's cool and Edna's cool, but like where's the rest of them? <laughs> like you know, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, so. I, I find this list suspect. I will say that, <laughs> but that's why we're announcing them one by one here. So as we get them, okay. All right, so let's talk merch, guys. Let's talk 50th anniversary merchandise. So we, we previewed this a little bit, Trevor and I did. 
And now there's some there's some more details. They release more details. Um, they got this uh, lounge, one of those lounge fly ba- fly bags. Um, those that one's look. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, then we got some ears. There's a sweatshirt. Like to me, it almost doesn't even matter what it looks like. It's fiftieth, and it is what it is. Like yeah. I'm buying it because it's fiftieth, not actually because what it looks like. As crazy as that sounds. I get that. Like, I'm not digging the ears that much, actually. I feel like the ears look kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, lounge fly bag- bags are good. It's just the problem with them is I think they're cheap, but I still have some. But, like, a 50th one is like, oh, dude, am I even using that thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's boxed. That, that's, that's, that's behind glass, man. Yeah. So what of the 50th anniversary stuff on here that would you actually use? There's everything stay in the box. <sighs> I mean, I guess I'm using the bag. Um, what about the soap dispenser, the Mickey soap dispenser? You no, I'm not down with that. <laughs> Wait, you, are you saying you wouldn't buy it, or you would buy it and not take it out of the box? I wouldn't buy it. Okay, I take I take my hand washing pretty serious. It's no time for fun. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> let's see. What, oh, what is Jeremy's this bag gonna be the- really excited. They got Crocs. You see, they they got some Crocs. <laughs> Yeah, the Dooney and Burke bag would be probably something that I'd be interested in, because that looks kind of fire. Oh, wow. That's actually really cool. Yeah. I mean, My wife usually doesn't like the Dooney and Burke bags, but this one's pretty cool. I, I like it. It's got like a really cool look to it. Yeah. Uh, my, what's this vault my, collection stuff? I'm sorry, Brian. No, I was just going to say, I think my wife will dig that Dooney and Burke bag. I'm with Damon on the soap dispenser. I just like, I don't understand the fat of these uh, Mickey ear soap dispensers right now, but yeah. I'll tell you, I have a knockoff one and it is kind of fun. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's fun to have Mickey soap in your hand, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there's a coffee mug on here too. That just, it looks bizarre. It looks like a throwback to the. Well, that's part of the vault collection, be- right? Yeah, the yeah, white mug with gold. It, it, well, it's supposed to be vintage. Yeah. Where's yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like something that would have been in my grandmother's house. I'll just say that. Absolutely, because those are the vintage vault collections. What is that's this, this button down with Cinderella Castle on it? Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that's what I was looking at. The Castle Collection. <laughs> I don't know if I'd wear that. That's that's a little uh, that's a little out there room for me. Oh wait! Oh wow! Okay, I just got to the mug. I, I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's very now, vintage. What is this Lux logo collection? What are these people wearing on their body? Let me see. I'm not in November. Like those sweatshirts are no good. <laughs> wow. Well, I've already, I've already seen the, I've already seen the passholder shirt up on eBay. So, uh, and the magic oh, really? band as well. Yeah, the passholder shirt and the magic band. Uh, I don't know if that's an annual passholder magic band or just a 50th anniversary magic band, but I've seen those up on eBay. The shirts are going for over a hundred dollars. Of course. Of course they are. This look, Damon, you're right. This looks logo collection is ridiculous looking. What even is that? <laughs> I mean, some of the other stuff is cool though. I mean like the, the passholder one that you're talking about. I like that shirt. It's not bad. Although I don't think I'd ever wear long sleeves at Disney, but I just need like one shirt. Like that's really all I need. Yeah. And I, and I'm good. I feel like I have two 40th shirts and they just sit in my closet now. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm not even trying to wear them and get them messed up, stain yeah. them or anything. They just kind of chill out. But like, I just do one shirt. I'd be good. Yeah. I like this tumbler. It's a good looking tumbler. 
the uh the one backpack they have like the the with the iridescent colors on it the lounge fly the other lounge fly one that one's a little uh little much <laughs> oh man there's some cool stuff in here though i mean I, I would buy some of this stuff i mean i'm not a fan of like the spirit jersey things no nah. I, I wish they would i wish they would kill the spirit, spirit jersey line like i i it's oh i hate them <laughs> people love them though people I love know, them yeah I like know. that's the thing yeah people love them i don't know who but somebody does We've got a listener who wants us, since we're going on the dream, she wants us to see if they've got the, uh, like the dream spirit jersey available. And I'm like, I will buy it for you. <laughs> I hate the spirit jersey collection. Do you guys see this? Uh, did you see the, the one Mickey hat? I don't know if the photo is like weird or if like they made the hat like classic. Is that, you guys see what I'm talking about? Nah, I don't even know where you are. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many, uh, pictures. It's hard to really see all of them. But there's you mean a, the one. There's a, do you mean the one with the ears? Yeah, yeah, with the ears that look like they're like they're not like rounded off like we're used to seeing. They're like almost like people ears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the vault collection, because yeah, OG. in the vault collection, yeah, yeah. Is that what ears looked like when the uh, when the park opened originally? Like be. I've never seen that before. I mean, it must be. That's the whole point of them, right? Yeah. All right, so I mean, there's some cool looking stuff in here. I do like the retro stuff. I, I I'm a fan of the when they do the retro things, you know. All right, so you can only buy two of them though, right? Limit imposed on the 50th anniversary merchandise. I, I'm good with this. No, I I mean I think they should do that stuff, right? Like, cause like like Brian just said, there's already stuff going for over a hundred dollars on on eBay. Like they got to stop. Like the resellers end up going in there and coming out with tons of bags and stuff. And I mean, the key is is going to be: are they going to enforce it? You know what I mean? That's and, and how is this enforced? Is it per day, per size, per item? Like how? That's the question, right? There was a time that they were taking away pass holder, like they were canceling people's yeah, annual that. pass when they caught them doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see? There was a video this week. I don't remember where I saw it, but it was like. A Disney cast member re-shock, restocking a shelf with some plushed toys and two guys standing there. And as she put one on the shelf, they would grab it and put it in their bags. So, like the shelf ended up empty by the time she was done restocking. <laughs> I was just like, what? Disney has to put an end to this. Like they just yeah. have to put an end to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Because everything gets inflated. Like, and I understand some people like get frustrated because they're not near the parks and they want this stuff. And like, so they're willing to pay that kind of markup. But it's... It's also just bad for people that are trying to shop for it in the parks, too. Go well, that, that's the bigger problem, right? It, it's not that. It's for the people that are at the parks that just want it. When there's not enough for at the parks, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. Well, I don't really care what happens outside of the parks, right? Like, if those people, if you can go into the parks and get it, and then you want to pay a premium outside of the parks, that's fine. But it's when you go to the parks and can't even get the stuff you want at the parks where it's a problem for me. Well, and I don't, I don't understand why Disney doesn't just capture this revenue, sell it on Shop Disney, you know. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. At, at a markup from what it, what's available in the park, if that's what they want to do. And uh, you know what they, you know what they could do, which would be really interesting. And I don't necessarily think this would be hard to implement. Is hey, if you have a reservation within six months, you're allowed to purchase park gear, and and you limit that. And I'd be okay with that. Like, that would actually be a better solution for me. So, you know, again, maybe it's three months before, three months after your trip, you're allowed to purchase from a special site on, you know, 
through not necessarily shop Disney per se, but maybe, maybe you are, maybe you enter a reservation number. I mean, I don't know how that would screw up. People would probably, as crazy as people are, they'd probably take a reservation just so they could shop and then cancel the reservation. But, (laughs) but outside of that, I think if you had a limit on it and you did use something like a park reservation or maybe completed park reservation, Hey, you can shop three months after you're at the park. Hey, I'd be good with that. Yeah. I mean, we, we encountered, I'll say we encountered this at Alani recently. So, um, like their merchandise situation, they're, they're having problems keeping inventory as it is, but their merchandise situation is ridiculous. And part of it is, I think people came in in the beginning and bought a bunch of stuff to sell on eBay. And mm. when you pay the kind of prices that they want you to pay to stay at Alani and you can't buy a t-shirt in your size, that's just, that's crazy that's to me. Problem. That's, that's an impact to guest experience. And so I, I really think they got to do something to start to curb this stuff. It seems like they're trying, right? So <laughs> it's definitely a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like I've seen them have limits on certain stuff before, like unlimited edition stuff, but it yep. seemed like people were still able to buy a ton of them anyway. Like, cause there's ways around it, right? Like you just get every friend and family member, you know, and you know, go and buy two. And I don't know how they track this, right? Like, can they show up the next day and buy two more? Can, can they, they show up two hour? hours? Yeah, with, exactly. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah, just wait for someone else to come on shift at the cashier or go find another store that's out. Like, I don't even think that cashier, sh- I don't think their job should be to remember your face. No, right? should be. So how do they track it then? Like, I don't even, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. It's almost like they have to, they should like make them have to pay for it with like their magic band or something. But although if you're not staying on property, you can't do that anyway. So, <laughs> that may- <laughs> but they could track it through a magic band, I'm sure, but. Uh, or I guess they could like scan your magic band and like associate I'm, I'm, the purchase to your ticket. I'm telling you, if you, if you found a way to it, you write, how do you stop it? You make it so that no one wants it from eBay or that limit goes down. And I think, you know, like Brian's saying, a lot of people want this stuff because they were there and couldn't get it. So I think if there was like a special stock for reservation people that weren't in the park, that might be a, a good way to kind of. Maybe handle it. I don't know. You're saying know. just kill it on the demand end, right? Yeah, you have to kill it on the demand end. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So make make it so there's no demand to buy these things at a huge markup, and then they, people won't do it. People, And then the resellers will stop, right? But, but Disney's a business, right? And their job is to make the money that they want. Um, but I think they could do that. I mean, like I said, I think they could do that through their store, right? Just sell this stuff, sell this merchandise through the store, and then you kill the eBay market because they're – they're having to build in their ticket price into the yeah. cost of the merchandise. And so but I, I think the, store. the problem with that is, is that they want to limit it to people that were at the park as a park perk. So that's why I think you almost have to attach it with some sort of reservation for them as well. Yeah, it, it makes it an incentive for them. To, like, to go oh, to the you park. want the shirt? Then you need to, to come here and spend money on other things, right? Like that's that's what it seems like. But like you said, Damon, like maybe you make some of that up by marking it up yourself. Not making it like a hundred dollars for a shirt when the shirt costs you know thirty, but you know they could probably mark it up a little bit online at least. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is to this. I'm sure that they're, you know, looking into all the different ways they can fix this, but it's it's hard. It's a hard problem to fix. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I bought my figment. Uh, I bought my figment uh, Funko Pop off a of reseller. So <laughs> I did too. I can't lie either. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't be there. And then they started selling them on the website later, even mm-hmm. though they said it was going to be park exclusive. And I was like, ah, like I paid a markup for that when I didn't need to. But they said it was going to be park exclusive. And then they put it on Shop Disney. I was like, so bad about that. But what are you going to do, right? 
Not much. <laughs> I, I wish they'd also do, I mean, frankly, even if they just solve this for some of the annual pass holder stuff, I'd be in favor of it just because I think it's ridiculous that we pay the price we do for annual passes and then you can't get the AP merchandise because one or two AP holders go in, buy it out and sell it on eBay. Right. So like, I, it's just, yeah, I think they should be able to track that. Yeah. yeah. But like for pass holders, everything, like you're saying, should just be available online, right? Because like at that point, they don't need the incentive of your, I mean, they do because if you're a pass holder, you come to the park, you spend money on food and stuff like that. But it's, it's still like not the same as, as me going there for a week and not buying a pass, right? Yeah. Like, like, so you already got their money for the pass. Like there should just be like a pass holder site where you could order any pass holder thing you want, right? Like that's, that's what I think they should do with that, but. To your point, Brian. But yeah, I think they're what's going on more likely is Disney is limiting it on the supply side because they're not expecting every pass holder to get everything they offer. So they don't want to print enough pass holder T-shirts for everyone to get one. They want you to come to the park and get it as a way to limit their supply. So yeah, it's 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 just as I agree with you. It's a hard problem to crack. um, But I they got to do something because if you're walking into the park trying to spend money and you can't, then that's money that Disney doesn't get. So yeah, exactly right. Exactly. So the only other thing I have about this uh, 50th anniversary stuff is uh, the merchandise displays concept art, which is uh, is pretty cool. I, and I, I can't I mean, I can try to describe it as best I can. But there's it's just, you know, a lot of the, the style of the 50th and and some cool there's like some cool stuff hanging from the ceiling that spells out 50 and uh, just the way that it's set up is 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 very cool looking. I, I, I don't know if this is actually going to show up anywhere. It's just concept art. It's although it says this fall, look for one of a kind retail displays that will incorporate Disney storytelling into your fiftieth merchandise shopping experience. The imaginative displays will pop up at select merchandise locations across Walt Disney World and uh, World of Disney at Disney Springs. So, kind of seems like these will they make it they're making it sound like it's going to pop up at certain places for like a limited time and then go away. But I doubt that that's the case. I'm sure it'll show up and stay there for however long. But I'm trying to figure out where this concept art is actually supposed to be at. What's stored supposed to be at? I can't can't really determine that. But I think it looks cool. I don't know what you guys think. Oh, I was trying to pull up the concept art to take a look at it. Uh, I mean, it looked cool when I looked at it originally. Um, I mean, I, I like the idea of this sort of, you know, fleeting experience for the, the 50th. But I, I sure do hope, as you said, that they don't put it up and take it down quickly. Because, you know, I think there are like people pop-up vacations. Stores. Yeah, I think I think there are people planning vacations and they want to see the full 50th experience. And if it's like you can't, you know, you can't see it because it's already gone. I think people will get frustrated with that. So, yeah, yeah, I get that. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else about the 50th stuff, I'll go ahead and uh, do our second ad. And then I want to talk about this D23 gold member preview thing because it feels weird to me. I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> so I want to talk about it though. So Monero, we talked about DVC uh, resale market before. If you're looking for financing options for your DVC purchase, look no further than Monero Financial. Monero, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monero offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go and check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to monerafinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right, so I thought this was interesting. So D23 Gold members are going to have the opportunity to preview Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot before it opens. Uh, there's some preview dates in early September. 
but it's a ticketed event. It's it's seventy five dollars a person, and it's the it has the the ride preview, but also has refreshments in the morning, a special presentation about how they built the ride, and then also samplings from new uh, from a uh, new offerings from the uh, crate place that they're opening, uh, and a commemorative gift. This feels pricey to me. I don't feel like that's my $75 worth, but I, I don't know what you guys think. And I, and I don't know if maybe you would do this for something like Tron, right? Like if it, if, if they did this for Tron, would you do it for Tron? Or is it just like, is it just because it's Remy's Ratatouille adventure that I'm not that psyched about this? So I will say a couple things here. One, I'm a huge Ratatouille fan. So Ratatouille is Agreed, probably my yeah. favorite, favorite Disney movie. I'm excited about this ride. Generally, I'm not excited by how Disney is rolling out this ride. I'll just say that. Like, so we intentionally booked for the 50th and then we intentionally booked our day at Epcot because we wanted to be some of the first folks to experience the Ratatouille ride. And now it's like the whole world's going to experience this ride before it actually officially opens. <laughs> it feels like. And DVC members and pass yeah, holders. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah, and, and we are DVC members and annual pass holders. And I'll say the DVC member rollout, I was like, well, it doesn't seem like I can get. I can get a reservation, you know, I, I can't go on, book a reservation on the ride and then go book a hotel reservation if I decided last minute, oh, I want to take advantage of this. So yeah, the way they already have a reservation, yeah. Yeah, and then the annual pass holder thing, I never even got an email. So, like, I, I, I had no, like, when I clicked through links, it was all screwed up for me. And so, like, I never got to make that kind of decision either as an annual pass holder. So, I, I, I sort of am, this feels like, uh, you know, kind of, a long money grab by Disney a month before the ride opens up um, to get, you know, maximize their profits out of opening this ride. So, but so it I, also um, yeah, limits the complaining. It's, I mean, in some point, right? Because what you're saying is, is like, you're not going to miss it because you missed out on a lottery, like pay and you can go, right? There's an option. So you're, you're kind of segmented into, well, how bad do you want to go rather than luck of the draw? I'm okay with that. You you know the way I am, though. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. all about, like, this extra paid, like, and if you want to do it, then just pay. Like, I'm good with that. I think it does eliminate that part of it. Yeah. I get but that. I, and plus, I, I, they, I get they're Brian probably using some of this, too, to like, kind of get some feedback on, like, the great place, too. Uh, I don't <laughs> you know, know. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I definitely get what Brian's saying. And again, I don't have that love for Ratatouille at all. Like, I think it's passable, you know, in terms of a movie. So I'm not as invested, for sure. Yeah, I love the movie. I, I and I'm excited about the ride too. I just don't know if I would pay seventy five dollars. But see, now are you, so? But here's the question though. So then, are you mad if you didn't get it because you didn't pay? Right? You're not necessarily no. mad. You no, just go, I don't. It's not I don't need worth to be it to there. Me. Yeah, I don't need to be the first person there. You know, like I don't. I don't need to see a preview. Like I love being the first person. Like I'm on. Know Bri- I'm on Brian's yeah. page with that. Like <laughs> I, I get what he's feeling, right? Because again, right, it's nice being the first person. Nothing's ruined. Nothing's spoiled. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I do, I do think it's, this is nice from the standpoint of it feels like a very, like the DVC and the annual pass holder thing was just like, get a reservation. You're going to be in the park anyway, then go on the ride. This yeah. is kind of cool from the, the standpoint of D23 members tend to be Disney fans. They want to know the behind the scenes stuff, right? So it feels like kind of a tailored, curated, like come hear about the ride, get to mm-hmm. experience the ride, get to experience a new crap play. It just feels like it's a kind of a tailored and targeted experience for a D23 member. Whether it's yeah. worth $75 or not, I mean, 75 real world dollars, probably not. 75 Disney dollars, yeah, probably they are a two steal. different things. Yeah, they are two different things for sure. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I guess this depends on how many people. I, I would probably go for this at like $50. 75 feels a little high for me. $50, I might do it. It also depends on what the. They don't really sell up like the drinks and stuff. Like, you know, they said they're going to have refreshments 
and then the crate like what am i going to get from the crate place it's a it's it's a you know sampling of new offerings like what does that mean do i get to pick stuff do i get to have as much as i want you know what i mean or are they just going to bring like a little tray of like you know one of each or something or a piece of each you know i i don't know i just feel like although i did notice that parking was semi included in this which is you know that's also a cost save too but it, it seems like it's limited they said it's like a couple hours you get which yeah parking is included for a limited duration which is also kind of odd to me <laughs> like how do they even manage that i i don't know but what well, I mean, yeah it g- seems it seems like it's like a uh I mean, because all you're doing is getting in the park, ride the ride, have some creps, get out, right? <laughs> like yeah. that's what's. Unless yeah. I, I would think you'd want to stick around, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Because it, it do, do you have to? Yes, yeah, so it doesn't include admission or reservation for Epcot during the normal day, so you get guided outside the park. Yeah, so that's exactly what you're saying, Brian. Right? Like this doesn't include your admission to the park, which makes sense. It's only seventy five dollars, which is way less than what it would cost to, to Epcot. But it's like they're bringing you in and you're and maybe you're walking backstage or whatever to get there. And then as soon as it's over, it's like, get out, <laughs> like you're, get out of the park. Or or I guess if you have tickets, you could probably stay. But it's just it's kind of a funny experience. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you the thing. The reason I wouldn't pay seventy five dollars for this is it's a six thirty a.m. arrival. Arrival. Right. Yeah. Like I just I I we do run weekend and I understand getting up early and I know people like to get up early and go, go, go at the parks. The thing that DVC did for us was make the park experience much more relaxed. Cause we don't feel like we have to do everything, but I would much rather have seen this be like an evening event. I think that would have been yeah. much more interesting to me. But yeah. Yeah. And they're doing it so early. Cause obviously it's, it's from 7am to 10am and the park usually opens either 10am or 11, 11am. So you know, I saw that they're starting to move towards earlier hours again, so which is great. But usually, the park these days have been has been opening at eleven. So this is a before the park opens kind of experience, right? Yeah, and I, I actually, I have to say this: they keep announcing new groups of people who are going to get to experience this ride, and I'm just like, what's next? Because they've done yeah. DVC, yeah. AP, D23. Is there going to be a party? Like a, you know. <laughs> So there are going to be three nights of a party where you can experience the Ratatouille ride, even if you don't have any of these special categories with Disney, right? Are they going to open it up to Disney Cruise Line Castaway Club members? You know, like, so it's it's just really it's really interesting to me. Like the whole month of September is kind of the soft open of Ratatouille, and yeah. um, I'm a little unclear on who's not going to have a chance to ride this ride. <laughs> so, well, it's because I mean, but that's also partly too because the ride's been sitting there done for months, right? Like, so it's just the whole that whole area has been just sitting there completed, right? So it's like about time to get somebody on there at least, right? Uh, but it, for sure. yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and it All probably right. bodes for what they'll do for Tron. So I'll just say that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to want to get Tron open as soon as they possibly can, right? Like, I, I doubt they're going to, like... I mean, I don't think they're going to, like, just have it be ready to go and just sit on it. But we'll have to see. Yeah, except I think every ride at Disney is done for about a month before they open it anyways. I mean, I could see them doing kind of like a, a two-week period of this kind of stuff for a ride like Tron. You do the cast member previews, and then you open it up slowly. So, I mean, if they find a well, way to get testing. generate more revenue out of it, then I think they'll do it. So, yeah. Well, and plus, you know, there's all the testing that they do and all the, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, all right. So, I think we talked. We got a, we got a bunch more topics, and we're, like, already getting to an hour and a half here. So, let's... Let's uh, move through some of this. So uh, Disney Genie. Uh, so they. This is pretty vague. You know, this was obviously announced a couple of years ago now. But um, Bob Chapek said at the earnings call 
that guests will spend less time in line, more time having fun, which is again vague. Uh, but that's going to be guest centric services. Uh, it's going to be, they're also calling it a uh, transformational, calling it my magic plus on steroids. Uh, customer, pre- uh, it will use consumer preferences given what we know from them, blended with industrial engineering data ba- based on how our park is operating that day to make suggestions on the fly. And then he also made, you know, some, it will lead to substantial commercial opportunities, which does make it sound like they're referring to paid fast pass. But um, this to me, can only this, hope. <laughs> Damon, you and your paid fast pass. Um, this to me just kind of sounds like what I get through the touring plans app that, you know, w- where it tells me go to this ride now, you know, or wait for it. It seems like Disney's kind of doing their own version of that, adding in some paid fast pass, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it, the thing that ner- makes me nervous about this app, setting aside the paid fast passes, I actually agree with Damon. I, I I love the concept of add-on fast passes. I don't love the concept of playing paying by ride, but I think I trust the data from touring plans more than I trust the data from Disney. If that makes <laughs> sense, like because because we've even experienced right now, uh, Disneyland Disney World wait times are like half of what's posted. You yeah. know. Um, and they use, we know they juice the wait times to kind of move crowds around the park. Whereas, you know, Turing Plans is taking the Disney wait times and then validating it with actual experience and giving you something, I think, closer to what the reality is. And so makes me nervous about the Disney genius. It's just relying on Disney and they're clearly going to sort of, sort of continue to manipulate wait times. So, well, unless the Disney genie app is going to use the actual wait times to suggest things to you instead of the posted wait time, right? Like, I so I I've, I've I saw on a screen one time when I was waiting in line where they said they had a, a, it said actual time that is it posted time and obviously those were different times right so I think Disney actually knows what the actual time is and like you said they juice wait times like they do this on purpose they purposely try to move people in the parks around different ways by messing with wait times and and they're probably going to do the same thing with this like you're saying where they're going to purposely guide people to different parts of the park you know, at different times. Uh, that's why they mentioned things like industrial engineering and preferences. Like that's what they're going to do. Right. So I, but I do wonder if, like you said, is it, is it going to be better to trust like touring plans to, to see what is actually going on or to trust that Disney's really pushing you to the things that you want to do and not the things that they want you to do. I feel like that's what you're saying, right, Brian It's like, yeah, exactly. Especially as they start to monetize these rides a little bit more, like, are they going to try to push you to the opportunity for revenue generation over, you know, the experience that you want to have? Right. So that's, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know the answer to this, but I do think that they, you know, have a history of manipulating the data to favor them, which I'm, they should. It's their company and they got to, they got shareholders, but yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. I just, when I read all this, I, it makes me think of touring plants that just, that, I mean, that's, that was invaluable for us when we were on our last trip using, using the, the lines app from touring plans and, I need to get touring plans as a sponsor of the show. I feel like I say, say nice things about them all the time. <laughs> so. In fairness, they are a sponsor of our show. So, to, so oh, oh, really? <laughs> I, will, I love touring plans before they sponsored our show, but they are a sponsor of our show. So. Nice. Nice. All right. So that's why, so that's why you're over here talking about how great they are. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, they do, they do have great services. I, I appreciate their, although I, I didn't get a reserve, you know, I use, I usually have reservation finder too. And, uh, I, I kind of struck out on that one this past trip, but given it's kind of hard to find a reservation at restaurants at the moment, although hopefully getting better as they open more. Uh, so let's see what else we got here. 
I don't, uh, I, I mean, we can talk about this rider swap thing. I, you know, I didn't know people were abusing this to be totally honest. <laughs> I used it myself, you know, just cause I have a, a young, a young kid, but, uh, you know, for those that don't know, basically you could previously, I had no idea that before if you did rider swap, that the second person, the one that was waiting with the kid could have several other people go and ride with them afterwards when their party came back. So I, I could see how that could be used for abuse. And, and now they've changed the policy that basically the person that waits with the kid has to basically go by themselves. Right. So, yeah, I read it the same way you do, Tom. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I didn't even realize that there was the policy that you could I mean, bring more. I, I think that what you're saying, so the kids don't get to ride the second time. No, it's, it's, it's basically like, so with if the, mom takes two kids, and dad waits with baby. Yeah. Then next time dad goes, he doesn't go with he the goes two by kids. Himself. Yeah. That's what the new policy is. Because before that's it seemed kind like- of stupid. Because look, the whole point of the ride is to experience it with your kids. What's the point of going on by yourself? Like it should be if mom goes on with both kids, then that's all that you can come back with. You can't come back with more than what went on. It really just say it states now though that says the number of guests who may join him or her and ride again is limited. It doesn't say that you're riding by yourself, right? So, oh, it should be. So it, that's the way I view it. Is yeah, like hey, if your mom goes on with two kids, then dad should be able to go on with two kids. That's it. Yeah, there I should be that. no dad gets to go on with four kids. That that no, dad gets to go on with two kids. This I mean, or, of, or this is one of those cases where people were abusing something and ruining yeah. people that legitimately, you know. I mean, the, the the other problem is where like if you're going on, like if mom's going on with two kids, and then you know the other person in her party's going on with two different. I, yeah, I mean, I guess there's definitely can be some abuse there, but I don't know. I feel like parent one goes on with two kids. Parent two should be able to go on with two kids. And that should be that. Yeah. I get that. If parent two is waiting with three kids, because why would they be waiting? Why wouldn't those extra kids just go on with parent one? Yeah. It's it. it, I've, I honestly would never think that somebody would abuse this, but at this point, I shouldn't be surprised because every single thing that people can abuse, they find a way to abuse. So, you know, I don't even know why I'm surprised by this, but I had no idea this is, this was a thing. All right. So, that I mean, we didn't have to talk about that for long. But I did want to talk about this Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade and the fireworks and for the Disney Disney Very Merriest After Hours. So, this is the, uh, you know... Um, why am I blanking on the name of the Christmas party? What What is the name usually? Oh my gosh. Do either one of you know? Why am I? It's. <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking on it too. Um, yeah, I don't know why I can't remember Mickey's, the regular. Is it, is it very? No, the very merry time is on the cruise line. Yeah, what what is the name of the. Why am I blanking on this? This is uh, really annoying me. <laughs> anyway, whatever the typical Christmas party is called, since none of us can remember, uh, it's going to be replaced as the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood as the Halloween uh, party was uh, replaced this year with an after hours type event. Uh, this is going to be happening through November and December. Um, so, you know, kind of kind of similar, although the prices are not similar. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little taken aback at how expensive this is actually. Now it's longer. It's a longer event. And, you know, based on what we've got for the after hours event, uh, there's going to be the, yeah, the, it's the very Merry Christmas party. Yeah. That's, that's the right name for it. Okay. Got it. 
Uh, so please don't, uh, everyone's going to give us a hard time about this for not remembering this, but that's okay. I don't care. Uh, so we're going to have the holiday overlays. Jungle cruise, uh, is going to be the jingle cruise. There's going to be, uh, one for monsters and glass floor. Uh, the, there's going to be 20 attractions opening, uh, open, you know, including, you know, all the, all the big ones are going to be open. Uh, and it looks like there's going to be characters, uh, throughout the park, uh, dressed in holiday outfits. So they're not necessarily going to be character meet and greet still. Um, there's also going to be snowfall, of course, and then, uh, complimentary snacks like ice cream, uh, popcorn, seasonal treats, bottle beverages. Um, you can also do specialty, you can buy specialty ones too. And then, so this is uh, a four hour event, which is a little bit longer than the Halloween party, I believe, because I believe the Halloween party was only three hours, if I remember correctly, but it's hard to keep track of this stuff, but I believe it was only three hours. And this one is, you know, they're going to have uh, the parade. So they're going to bring, uh, this is going to be the first parade, basically, they're bringing back, right? So uh, they're going to have an actual, the actual parade, which is the, uh, gosh, what's it called? It's in here, too. <laughs> Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. So that's going to be returning, which is uh, cool, because the, that's the first parade, really, that's that's fully coming back as part of this. Uh, they're also going to have uh, the Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks, so that's really, really cool too. So they'll have the, the fireworks going on. Um, tickets for the event though range from 169 to 229, uh, which is plus tax, uh, for select nights and, um, two and 249 for when you get closer to Christmas. So when it's 19th or the 21st, um, and then, you know, annual pass holders and DVC members get a discount, but 169 to 229 feels really pricey. Well, can we talk for a second? The discount for DVC and AP holders is ten dollars. So (laughs) it is not a legitimate discount. I mean, it's a discount, but ten dollars on that kind of price is is a little crazy. But um, I do think these prices are insane. As I'm sitting here, also checking to see when our cruise is in November, if to whether we can take advantage of this as a family of uh, of three to get some time in the parks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think I think the price is pretty high, in my opinion. But that's what Disney's yeah. going for these days. They want to capture yeah. the high dollar. So, yeah, and I don't feel. I mean, like I don't feel a need to go to this, right? Like I, I if I wanted to do it, I maybe do it one time. But I, I, you know, I don't feel like I'd necessarily be missing out on that much. I'd probably do it as a one time thing. But one sixty nine to two twenty nine is is really high. Like that's that just feels like. I mean, and I know the after hours events have been high, right? Like that's what you're paying for: is small crowds, access to all the rides. I mean, but I even wonder, like, if you don't even buy tickets for this day, right? And you just go to this four hour event and try to knock out as many things as you can, like, just because of how much that actually costs. That just, it just is uh, surprising to me. That's all. I mean, that'd be the only reason I'd look to take advantage of it is like we're flying in for a cruise that's a week long. So we're only going to get maybe an evening or an afternoon at the park, right? And so. If I can get into the park and get a bunch of stuff done, I'm willing to pay for it just to have the experience. But, you know, it is steep. It is steep. It is, yeah. Even for these after-hours events. So, But listen, I'm sure they're going to sell out. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be shocked that all of all these sell out. So, I, you know, this, this it wouldn't shock me in, in the least. So, especially for this party, which I... It has way less dates, too, right? So that's that's probably also why this is more expensive, too, is there's not... Uh, as many dates as the the Halloween party, right? So it's even more exclusive. It's even you know less people uh, that get to do this. So the price goes higher for that. But you know, still, it's it's way too, too way too pricey. Way more than I would spend. 
Any other thoughts about that? Uh, Damon, I, I know you don't really care about these kinds of events, but... <laughs> I don't. I've already been there. I've already seen it once with the whole family. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so we'll end on a rumor this week, because uh, I like ending on rumors. And uh, this this rumor is that the Main Street Electrical Parade and a Christmas Fantasy Parade are going to return to Disneyland Resort, uh, because Disneyland is apparently conducting rehearsals for both of them at the moment. You know, listen, that's that's really cool. I, I wish I wish parades would return to Disney World. Like I, I wish we we could have a nighttime parade to Disney World again. I or even just a daytime parade, just any parade. Just bring back parades. I mean, it's this hasn't you know, again, this is a rumor. This hasn't been been announced by Disney or anything, so we don't really actually know uh if this is happening or not. So um, but this is a, a, an interesting rumor and, and I think it's, you know, I think it's nice to, to see that the, some of these parades are coming back and especially Main Street Electrical Parade, which has been retired like 30 times. But Brian, you, you're, are you a Disneyland guy, Brian? You, I'm, we you're are. On the West Coast? Yeah. We are. We, Disney, we, we actually, we just, uh, we did a show where we were talking about how we would rank Cruise Line, Elani, Disneyland, Disney World, and Disneyland is, uh, right behind Cruise Line for us. Um, and, uh, so we were big Disneyland people love to see stuff coming back to the parks. And I will say when we were at Disneyland last a f- about a month ago, now, one of the things that felt like it was lacking was these kind of st- streetmosphere kinds of things, parades, that sort of stuff. And so it's nice to see that coming back. And we're, I'm a fan for nostalgia value of the main street electrical parade. There are actually, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of Disneyland fans who want to see that parade gone, uh, and replaced, but I'm a fan of it. I think it's a fun parade. So. Wait, there, wait, there's people that want to replace them. What? Yeah. I've heard from a few Disneyland people. It may not be the widespread sentiment because I know Disneyland folks hate change. Uh, but I've heard from more than one Disneyland <laughs> annual pass holder that they would, uh, they would love to see that parade replaced. Um, I've also heard from folks, same thing about the, was it the water pageant parade at Disney world, which has some nostalgia value for me as really? well. So yeah, I have that nostalgia, man. Like, I agree. The electrical water pageant. Come on. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy to me. But I, I do hope these things come back. The Main Street Electrical Parade always like has a special place for me because when it was in Disney World, I, you know, I was a young kid. Like it's one of the few things. You know how like you know when you're really young and you take trips like that, you have like really select memories. the The Main Street Electrical Parade is something I remember from being a very little kid. Uh, and and yeah, I just it's it's just one of those things that's a, a special thing to me. So it's cool to see it come back. Hopefully, so. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this thing up for for the week? I get to I get to wrap up. Normally, I don't like to do this, but I guess I mean I can up. do it for you if you don't want to do. Nah, it. I feel like I have to. All right, uh, this is exciting. <clears throat> you get to wrap up the show. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's see. If you need to get in touch with us, honestly, the group is the easiest way, and then it will be next Discord. But then after that, it will yeah. be Welcome Home Podcast at Gmail dot com. As always, you can send us questions there for the next podcast. But again, it's easier to do it in the group if you would like to do that. We are on Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast. Our YouTube channel is irrelevant. Our Instagram is pretty irrelevant. But (laughs) our store is at store.welcomehomepodcast.com. And that's good because Tom just mentioned to me that there may be bucket hats I will test out the bucket hat coolness factor if Tom will send me one. So we're waiting on that. We're, we're moving. Our, we're in the process of moving our store to, to Teespring from Tee Public, and uh, 
as part of that, they just got bucket hats. And so Damon is very excited about his bucket hats. So. I am very excited about testing out a bucket hat. So as always, we like reviews. Tom likes five star ones. I like one star ones that are fun. No, no I just, I just, I just, we, we, <laughs> I don't, I still don't think we're at 4.6, which is terrible. Actually, my son was actually making fun of me about that this morning. He's like, about, dude, you're at 4.5. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're 4.5. Uh, yeah, I guess, man. Like, are reviews as important? I, I go over that in my head. That all being said, we still like good reviews. So, you know, that would be helpful if you could do that on iTunes. It, it actually gets us out to more listeners, which gets us to more people, which gets us the ability to do more things. Yeah. So please leave us reviews there. Is that yeah. all he does? Is that all Trevor does? Is there more than Trevor that? Trevor does, yeah. He usually takes a lot longer to do it, though, than you do. So that's you, you yeah. just knocked that out really fast. That was pretty impressive. Okay. So. Uh, but before I do my part of the closing, uh, Brian, you, you want to give... Well, uh, thanks to Brian, too. Yeah, yeah. we got to give a big thanks to Brian. He came in at the last minute, right, which was helpful because as I had told Tom, Tre well, Trevor, unfortunately, could not be here for a family issue. And I told Tom, I really just wasn't feeling it today. I'm tired. I did a lot this morning. So it was great to have Brian's energy as always. Plus, he's smarter than both of us, I would say. So <laughs> it's always good to have him. Yeah, I agree with that. He's definitely smarter than and more knowledgeable than both of us, I would say. <laughs> I don't know that I'm maybe more knowledgeable on some things, but not definitely not Disney Vacation Club. And I don't keep up with Walt Disney World as closely as you guys do. We we tend to stay in our swim lane of uh, of Disney Cruise Line. But I appreciate you guys having me on, and it was uh, it was fun chatting with you. Yeah. So where can, where can everybody find you again? Just go through all the all the fun places and where they can oh, listen to your podcast. Yeah, please. Sure. So you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast, basically. So just search for DCL Duo, and you can find us on social media at DCL Duo on most of the platforms. Instagram, we were late, so we're DCL underscore Duo. And Who has uh, DCL Duo? I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know, because I've been, I've been looking for him to try and reach out and be like, what, what would it cost for me to get my, my name here? But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we're DCL underscore Duo there. And then uh, we do have a YouTube channel as well for some vlogging that we do, very limited vlogging, but some vlogging and live shows we do. So you can check us out at youtube.com slash DCL Duo. And yeah, a big thank you to to you for coming in last minute today. And and uh, I don't want to say unprepared, but basically like a half hour before the show, Brian's like, "Yeah, I'll come on." And I said what we were talking about today. And now, given like, you know, I know Damon, you don't typically read what we're going to do anyway until the show happens, right? And, so and no, that's that's actually not true. So I do I, read you've it. Said it, that before? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I've been. What happens is the night before, if I'm if I'm up, I'll read it in bed and complain about it. <laughs> to my wife and then be ready for the show kind of right. sort of like i won't delve into anything but i'll look at it and be like i don't want to talk about that or oh i'm excited <laughs> to talk about that well and one of the benefits of the patreon is that i'm gonna i'm literally gonna post the notes immediately after i i do them so you're gonna actually Ooh. know what we're gonna talk about before we talk about it so we could probably know about it before i see them too yeah probably yeah probably so literally i'm gonna post them as soon as i'm done writing them so <laughs> but again thank you brian for coming i appreciate the, sh the short notice and and it was great having you on and and good to talk to you again it's been a little while so all right, so don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, any place you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that's DVC and Disney. A reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative for more information about anything we talked about today or a Disney cast member, either one. Uh, huge thank you to 
to DVC Resale Market and Monero for sponsoring this episode. Uh, please check them out if you have if you want to buy, you know, or sell your DVC contract, and if you want to finance that new contract you're going to buy, go please check them out and uh, you know let them know that you heard about them from us. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Reading.